0: Welcome to WDFG, Dear Final Girl Radio, the advice and horror podcast where life problems have an answer. Now here are your hosts, Lori and Tamara. Recording in progress. Hello, Final Girl.
1: Hello, Final Girl. How are you?
0: Oh, I am doing okay. How are you doing?
1: Pretty good. I'm sad that we're not sitting directly across the table from one another, but it doesn't always
0: work out that way yeah yeah um so full disclosure not that anyone really cares you 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 have no idea what you're missing which was that last week a full
1: Uh, probably a couple weeks ago
0: right okay so um we recorded this exact episode and then i was like yes i've got it and it has been downloaded and it was only a minute and a half of, um, whatever we had done. And I had already broken out of, or like X'd out of it and garage band. All of this is to say that, um, I need a new computer and <laughs> so here we are, take two.
1: <laughs> yes. And you know, you never wade through the same river twice. So who knows, ne- exactly. you know, you guys can, you, the, this is like, okay, you know, those documentaries about the movies that like, you note know, that that mm. almost got made, but didn't. Well, this like that one
0: about Dune?
1: Yes, Yeah. i never
0: seen it, but.
1: So now you kind of have both. You have, you can imagine what was, but you will also be able to experience the reality of what is.
0: Yeah, yeah. You can't step into the same river twice, but. Could we step into the same lake?
1: Ooh, that's a very lovely segue. <laughs> I'm glad very you think lovely so. Segue into the uh, the film that uh, you know, no letter this week. Just we just decided to watch this movie, and that movie was the night house. Um, <laughs> was it a shutter it wasn't a shutter original no uh,
0: uh, it was on hbo max it was
1: on hbo yeah
0: it was on hbo um and of course okay so this stars rebecca hall well, uh who yes. has such an incredible face yes. and um she like incredibly expressive and also beautiful yes. face and since then i've seen her in trailers for another new thing and I, am just so excited for this new movie that I don't even know the name of. Um, Is but
1: it, uh, horror or suspense or
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, I keep seeing it on, I think on Twitter, um, I'll be down for or that. a trailer. Um, so yeah, uh, such, okay. But anyways, back to the night house, um, we didn't really have, yeah, 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 We didn't have a letter this time. It was just, we both really liked this movie. And oh, I think
1: okay.
0: that... yeah, <laughs> Yeah, keep going, okay. I mean, I think that um, for a lot of reasons, it's, at least for me personally, uh, this is a movie that made me think, um, and it also scared the pants off me in parts and then at the like very seldom do we get a like kind of happy ending at the end of a movie and it was almost it was almost a happy ending i know that we don't do spoilers here um like spoilers don't exist so if you haven't seen the movie go watch the movie
1: do them because uh, they don't
0: (laughs) (laughs) right exactly exactly well they exist because we do them all the time yeah yeah
1: (laughs) speaking of spoils things that are spoiled i do have to say this okay so we've been composting in our kitchen oh no and we had this container and it was like open and it was kind of like ah this is getting funky and i went out i went to like world no i actually ended up giving this at target this just lovely container Mm -hmm. um and uh well you know maggots i'm just gonna cut to the chase (laughs) yeah
0: Yeah, that'll happen
1: (laughs) yeah with this a sealed lid and all but still pretty gross and of course i googled it and was like is it normal to have maggots in your comments and john and my boyfriend's like apparently it is it is but like if, if there are too many then you don't have like your greens and your browns or and right balanced or whatever so that was that was a spoiler that was a major spoiler <laughs> that happened i'm sorry at all least right. they
0: were only maggot stage like had they turned it, into like flies
1: not not yet they were just wriggling all around
0: it'd be like the green mile when you open the compost and- <laughs> <laughs> the fire hose of flies coming out of your compost.
1: Well, speaking of, of dead of dead things, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> do you wanna do you wanna tackle a uh, brief synopsis of uh, the Nighthouse, which was a 2021 film? Proud of us for watching something newer.
0: I know. <laughs> next next week, Rosemary's Baby. um okay. So. <laughs> um Yes, we open with a single piano tone. Uh, so we are out in a sort. Of, we know that we're at a lake, right? We open at a lake, and so the um, there's chimes and a boat and a lake and all this sorts of stuff. We basically begin to figure out that uh, there was an architect and his wife who is a teacher living in this lake house, um, and the architect is dead. We we find out that she's like coming home from his funeral in the very beginning of the movie. Um she's drinking wine, she reads a note, a s we can kind of assume that, okay, yeah, he's committed suicide. Um and so it's there's a lot of like grief going on in the beginning of the movie. Um, But what we start realizing is that there is a presence in the house. There are muddy footprints coming up from the dock. There is like a shadow on a glass door. I've got glass doors behind me, and so now I'm being, feeling creeped out. When we recorded this before, they were I, they were not visible, <laughs> but since <laughs> we've got Zoom, I can see the glass doors. Loved it um, when you said
1: when you said you were creeped out. Your hand immediately went back and touched back, <laughs> like something was creepy probably back. There. Yeah, um,
0: but yeah, she starts seeing like shadows of a man who she assumes is her husband in the house. Um, then things start kind of going weird. She finds plans for mazes and, you know, OK, her husband's an architect, so he's going to have image like pictures and drawings. Um, there's something written in his hand, trick it, don't listen to it. And also a reversed floor plan in a sketchbook that he she had given to him um more strange things happen radio turns word, on in the middle of the night huh
1: word Droya.
0: oh yeah 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 yeah.
1: Droya that's written on these plans mm-hmm. and yes but go on yes more no
0: no no yeah uh and I, I like I she starts wondering okay am i sleepwalking she's waking up in different parts of the house she's seeing these things she's there's all this information about her husband that's unexplained including um that there are pictures of women that look very much like her on her husband's phone but they are not her and she knows that they're not her um so then she starts to suspect like infidelity or another life she has no reason to believe why he or she has she had no um no warning of his suicide she didn't see any signs um and then now there's all of these things sort of all of these puzzles presenting themselves after she after he's dead
1: right and in the in in the as these things emerge you know you get snippets of her life and her relationship mm-hmm. as she's adjusting um um so so the she is beth and her oh yeah husband, yeah rebecca hall uh character's name is beth her husband who commits suicide is owen mm-hmm. as you mentioned she's a teacher we see her going back to um you know, there's like, this, we see her, you know, kind of going back to her, her, her day to day life. She's a teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, even the scenes of her in her life, you know, there's just a feeling of just not normalcy, not reality. Uh, those are i mean not in a supernatural way but mm-hmm. just almost kind of like a "fuck is this my life kind of way that yeah. you know could be happening whether you know your spouse had just <laughs> killed themselves or not so i know you want to i would love it if you described because you did you did such a great job of it last time just like she goes back to school you know her friend claire who's a really great friend Um, It's like, why are you here? She's like, hey, I got to get these grades in. I got to get this done. And then this scene scene unfolds with a student's mom that we can all easily imagine. Do you want to talk about that? (laughs) Oh,
0: gosh, I love this. I love this. Um, I'm trying to find it in. Oh, okay. It is. So she goes to the in-service, right? Um, And this is very early in the movie but um because we don't know what's happening with her husband yet um or we just see like the muddy footprints coming up from the dock and she's in her classroom apparently grading and then a mother comes into the room very clearly a mother it's hunter mclaughlin's mother which i just love that name um (laughs) and so Beth shuts the her computer really quick, but before she can shut it, you realize that she's searching for handguns online. She had like fallen asleep searching for handguns at her teaching job. Right. Of course, you know, the kids are all gone, but still. And Hunter McLaughlin's mom is coming in to like quibble with her over Hunter's grade. And she's like, my son Hunter. And Beth is like, which Hunter? And she's like, Hunter McLaughlin. Beth is like, I have three hunters.
1: I have (laughs) three (laughs) hunters.
0: you, I know you think your son is a special snowflake, is what I imagine her thinking. I know you think your son is a special snowflake, but he's one of like seven kids named Hunter and three (laughs) that I have in the same class, right? Um. And so the mom is like pushing back. Well, where were you? And, you know, Beth is like, listen, he didn't do the thing. Mom is like, did you let him make it up? And she said, yes, I would have let him make it up. He should have turned it in on Thursday. Well, you weren't here on Thursday. And that's when she says, Thursday, I was out. Yes, because my son shot himself in it. in the head in our rowboat.
1: Yeah, my husband, yeah. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, sorry. Did I say my son? Ooh. My yeah. husband shot himself in the head in our rowboat. And Hunter McLaughlin's mom is mortified and rightfully so. Like she didn't know, but like what I just so I love this scene because you get so much of Beth's character which is like, uh, listen, I'm trying to help your kid, but i got a lot going on in my life and I'm not going to take this shit. <laughs>
1: yeah, you're like, okay, fine. You want a B? Boom, B. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I see maybe by your response that perhaps you were looking for an A. Boom, A. Oh, no, no. Yeah. I didn't mean that. Okay, boom, B. Are we done? <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, I love that so much. And I think that... <clears throat> You know, there are, I think this movie, I think one of the things it does so well is it's, it's not really on the, it doesn't, it's, it it doesn't get, it doesn't achieve character development by being like on the nose, you know, it's really subtle. Mm -hmm. I mean, even just through. You know some of the other characters in the film, her best friend Claire, mm-hmm. and then um, um, the man Mel, who also lives in this lake area where Beth and Owen, you know, lived. Um, yeah. You know, you don't see them a lot, but all of their scenes are are very powerful, and you learn about them, and you and it reveals things about about Beth. And I think at one point Claire had said, "You know, you're like one of the most skeptical people that mm-hmm. I that I know." You know, you get this and, and and it's established one of the things that we learn early on too, which kind of adds this this dimension to this this darkness that she's exploring with her husband dying and what kind of other life was he living, which we'll we'll get more into later. But it's revealed early on that she uh she had gotten in a car accident when she was younger, like a, mm-hmm. you know, a young woman, teenager,
0: 17.
1: Yeah. 17. That's right. And, um, it was in Tennessee.
0: Yeah. Um, they
1: said our state name. And she, and she actually did, there was a, they, they went off the side of a, of a, you know, of a mountain of, of mm-hmm. some hills And she did actually die, you know, for a certain number of minutes. And so four minutes and it sets up some backstory around like her belief system versus her husband's belief system. You know, that she was like, people ask me, what was it like? What did you see? And she's like, I don't want to disappoint them. So I just tell them that I don't remember. But in fact, it was just, it's just nothing. It, it's just, it was just nothing. It's all, you know, and I think she said something about like people are curious about the light at the end of the tunnel. And she's like, it's just all tunnel. It's oh, just
0: God, all it's all such tunnel. a good line. Such a good line.
1: <laughs> but then we learned that her husband was, you know, he was, it's not like it's established that he was a religious person, but he mm-hmm. did believe in something after death um
0: which makes the suicide note very very curious right right and the suicide note okay the suicide note says you were right there is nothing nothing is after you you're safe now and of course when i read this i was like oh that like those words are too twisty to mean just nothing is after you. You are safe now. Right. Um, so it kind of sets up the like, uh oh, maybe Owen is trying to help her and there's a problem here. But over the course of the next several parts, several acts, um, we start to see like a parallel universe right um it's the blue filter and the red filter the blue filter is her reality the red filter is the dream world um there's like in her sleepwalking she now starts dreaming and having um memories from those dreams so like there's um after she has this conversation with claire about the memory of uh dying in Tennessee uh and she says that great line there's just tunnel she falls asleep and then she wakes up to these women screaming around her house and she goes outside and women are just running past her and running up to the edge of the lake and just either falling in or like stepping into the lake and when she gets up to there, there it's a cliff and there's nobody there
1: um oh and i never thought be- before about the um you know just the the symbolism of okay she she went off the side of a you know she went off the mm. side of a cliff and and died and then yeah seeing these ghost women running around this this property you know that this lake house where she lives and, and they're running by her and they're jumping o- they're jumping over mm-hmm. you know this kind of cliff um and it's part of just the increasing you know increasing intensity of her hallucinations yeah or whatever they are you know dreams, it's kind of like yeah. dreams um and you know the intensity is growing as she begins to learn more and more about like, Things
0: she didn't know about her husband yeah and so around the same time she takes the boat across the lake the same rowboat that her husband had been had killed himself in she takes across the lake and because she sees a light across the lake like there's another house over there we know from talking with the neighbor and all sorts of, there's nothing over on that side of the lake it's like a, a state park or something like that but she's like Is there something over there? So she takes the boat and goes over there in this dream or what we think is a dream. Maybe not. I don't know. It's got a red filter. Um, And then as she comes up on the shore, there's the house. It's backwards. And there are other brunette women who are not her in the windows. And she sees Owen come up behind at least once one of them. Um and like have some sort of struggle. Um so there yeah, so we the same like brunette women that were in the photos and then were jumping off the cliff at her other house are now in this house.
1: Yeah, um like you mentioned earlier, it's like the reverse floor plan right of right. the house that she you know that she and Owen lived in. And, and the suggestion, because she finds those plans that, mm-hmm. you know, that he had built this other house, you know, it seemed like not good things happened at this house, <laughs> <laughs> which we learn more about as we go on. <clears throat>
0: right. Uh, so she actually walks over there during the day, Mel sees Mel and Mel's like, Hey, um, there's nothing over there. Go home. I'm worried about you. You know, you're not acting right. Basically you're not acting like yourself. And she's like, duh, (laughs) there's been, there's been some things going on. Um, and then she actually does find a house. It's unfinished. There's tarps, plastics. It looks like, um, dexter's uh
1: kill room, one of his kill rooms. Yeah, his
0: kill room Was
1: oh, that what they were actually called his kill rooms
0: i think so yeah yeah i kept my brain kept trying to say dexter's laboratory which is <laughs> not the same thing <laughs> um but inside that house there is an urn on the floor with a statue in it of an impaled woman we find out later that that is the care Droya, care Droya,
1: care Droya, yeah yeah and it's like a woman that's like it's like she's her it's like she's in her body is arched because her Mm -hmm. limbs are appear to be bound behind her back and she's got like all of these you know pins in her like a like a voodoo doll
0: right right um, so then she goes back and finds Mel again. And she's like, what is going on? She <laughs> marches up to Mel's house and is like, what was he doing there? I found the house and Mel's like, listen, I caught him once on that route with a woman. And Owen said he had urges and he was shameful, um, I'm looking at my notes and it says you've got a hole. And I was like, what What did he say? That <laughs> he actually does say to uh, Beth, Mel says to Beth, you've got a hole inside of you, like in your soul, in your heart. You don't need to fill it with something dark.
1: Which I thought was, I, re- I remember being struck by that because it's like, you know we're pretty much filled with uh start getting filled with darkness like shortly after birth from what i can tell it's it's kind of just part of being human and he's already told her that yes I did see your husband once. He said he had these shameful urges. I don't think, in other words, it's not really a lot of work for her to be filling, filling that hole with something dark because such is life, right? And yeah. not to mention, you know, he, her husband killed himself. And then there are just these mysteries about who he was. was he, Who were these women? Did he actually harm them? You know, what is the story here?
0: Yeah, Mel's doing a don't think of the elephant. You know, like if you tell someone, don't think of an elephant, what's the first thing that they're going to (laughs) do? And I think that he's doing it. I think that he's trying to be kind here. And like, you don't get the sense that he is trying to um, mess with her. You know, you don't get the sense that he's the evil one here and he's trying to entrap her or something like that
1: or that he or that he hasn't um you you know you feel like he he has told her everything he knows yeah um just like later when um her friend Claire right Uh uh-huh um you know as as Beth is telling Claire like these things are happening to her she's learning these things about her husband and she's sharing them with Claire you know, and Claire, you know, very similarly, Claire is like, you, you know, you don't, you need to stop this. You need to stop this. Yeah, yeah. Um. Stop. Stop digging around. Um. And you know, she's like, you know, you'll forgive me if I'm not really concerned about my husband's posthumous right to privacy. Yeah, it's <laughs> given, a great line. <laughs> given the completely screwed up crap that I. Is, is
0: happening um yeah yeah um so that actually happens when she's talking with claire about her husband's posthumous right to privacy um, it okay. actually ha-
1: Hey, it's a HIPAA violation it's a HIPAA. <laughs> <laughs> no. like, everything now is a HIPAA violation yeah. <laughs>
0: um,
1: spoilers are a HIPAA
0: violation <laughs> sorry <laughs> I don't know who you report that to but uh, um, so this is actually after um, she has gone to find the or she finds a picture of the character Care Droya, in a book in her husband's office, she goes. She drives all the way to Utica. Poor thing, to
1: right. f- it's stamped inside the book like that. It's from Books and Melodies, right? Yeah, you know, books were purchased from Books and Melodies, so there yeah.
0: she goes. Well, that's convenient. um She finds a picture of the doll. Um, and then also more information about mazes and how reversed spaces confuse dark forces. Um, so she actually goes and, well, as she's looking through this book, she sees, she's, she's drunk, right? She hears somebody walking around upstairs, goes and follows, and this is so previously we had seen a like shadow uh, almost I want to say congeal um, in a glass door. So a glass door at the very beginning of the movie, a glass door sort of opened and we see a shadow and it could be a shadow of somebody's profile. But then you see the shadow turn and look at the camera at the back of her head same thing happens here you see in the way that a pillar is like the molding on a pillar is made that you can see the profile of a man's face and then as she's looking at it the profile turns and you can and the person is looking at her and she steps forward to try to talk to it and confront it but then the image is gone um i love this i absolutely love this part of the movie because uh, or these things that they do with these special effects because of the way that our eyes want our brains want to make images into the shapes of humans and the shapes of faces and this happens to me literally five times a day as i'm coming out of the downstairs bathroom and there is one picture on the wall that just reflects the outline of the um coat rack that's got hats on top and for whatever reason that coat rack always looks like there's a person there and i jump and then go nope it's just the coat rack which is (laughs)
1: it's 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 amazing how quickly that happens like okay how many times have you (laughs) like been looking at your carpet or you're in a public restroom where they've got that there's kind of like swirly patterns in the Uh stalls and then all of a sudden like hey all of a sudden i see a clown eating a hot dog like and they're (laughs) like See that you know a clown um, eating a hot dog. <laughs> I don't know. I just yeah, or just you know. I mean, as as you as you noted the uh, when you were at my apartment for the first time. Yes, there there my my weirdo apartment. There is carpet in the bathroom. I <laughs> you know, how many times have I been sitting there looking down, and all of a sudden it's like. Oh, that looks like Burger King, or you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because it just emerge,
0: and I think that there's something there about there. There's a, a it's a metaphor about how like our brains want to make sense of things, yeah. and we and Beth's brain is trying to make sense of all of this information that doesn't make sense. It doesn't fit, and so whether Owen is actually in her house, like haunting her, or it's her brain saying that he's there or it's secret third option. Mm-hmm. Um, or it's nothing. Uh, <laughs> then, you know, it, it doesn't matter because her brain's trying to like make it all make sense. OK, so. She drives to Utica, to the bookstore um and there is a skinny brunette in the aisles and she's like she recognizes the skinny brunette from the phone pictures and she basically confronts her and like says how do you know my husband his name's owen blah 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 right he came in a few times every year madeline says uh we had a few drinks and uh, he asked me to take my hair down. Um, so after all of this, basically, she like um, bullies Madeline. Maybe rightly so.
1: Yeah. like <laughs> You're going gonna to tell me. You're going to tell me things. Right. And she, she actually wants her to. So Madeline, her hair, uh, when Beth confronts her is like an opponent. Mm or something and she asks her to you know take the ponytail out right and, right uh you know she's like feeling madeline's feeling uncomfortable not wanting to do it and beth is like uh hey maybe you fucked my husband and now uh, he's dead he's dead now uh give me a fucking break and take the ponytail <laughs> you know? right you know i love her it's just she's so um it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier about glimpses of her character and her personality and just that you know that you know even before this happened like she was just somebody who was probably very direct you know um um, she she told it like you know she she told it like she saw it which kind of plays into you know the near death, you know the death experience Mm -hmm. not you know um seeing that there was nothing like when that happens like man how, how else are you gonna be besides like well like, clearly this is it right. so the way i'm gonna roll through this life is gonna be pretty direct and pretty you know i'm not gonna be bullshitting about a lot of things <laughs> yeah yeah uh
0: so then after that we we get um beth going to claire's house and basically being like this is what happened Claire's like, you need to not be alone right now. Beth yeah. says, "Okay, I'm going to go home and pack a bag."
1: Yeah, she's told Claire a lot at this point. I mean, a lot of stuff has happened between mm-hmm. her real house, the second house. You know, confusion about what's happening, where, where she is, is she awake? Is she asleep? All these things. Yeah, and it's just there. It's accum. It's it's all this. All this has accumulated
0: yeah and I, I i love claire in this point like i love her and hate her like i love her because she's like you need to not be alone right now you need to be here but then also she lets her go home by herself to get her bag and it's like eh, that's not a good idea um when she goes home she's drinking uh and she starts yelling at the house i'm leaving tonight is this what you want you know come out and talk to me basically and she hears you know three knocks uh which you're like oh no you know owen's going to talk to her turns out nope it's madeline madeline comes and is like listen i wasn't I'm, like i somehow he gave his address when he bought those books okay (laughs) great
1: well he had taken her there he had oh that's right that's right finds out she finds out that he had actually taken madeline from the bookstore to their house that's right interesting i just thought it was so interesting the way madeline madeline said it It was like you know just kind of like a day trip and I'm like, man, you know the language of infidelity, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. which <laughs> that I took with this other woman's husband to their house while she yeah. was. <laughs>
0: um, and she says, "Listen, when I was with him, he held me. I kissed him." And he started to squeeze my neck and I asked him to stop and he did. And he drove me home and we're like, what? <laughs> At least I was like, uh, OK, like, sure, because you're alive. But why? Why? What's going on? Right. Is he just like into squeezing necks? Is that <clears throat> like, it seems like he would have gotten caught
1: right
0: um so because of this madeline leaves beth goes to the other house and she's drunk she's at the other house and at least it's dry in there because it is raining really hard um and she yells you called i came you talk to her you know come get me and her foot goes through the floor of the house. And this is never a good
1: thing. <laughs> no, cause there's going to be shit under there.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, the first thing that I saw, and I think the first thing you were supposed to see is a human ear.
1: Yeah.
0: And then it kind of like not really flashing but definitely scanning over the the ground underneath those floorboards and you see women wrapped in plastic in varying stages of decay um she calls claire or basically she goes back to her house oh shit i've i've found out too much i didn't want to know this she calls claire she says i wish you were here i fucked up Like, I should have come back when uh, I said, oh, and that's when the same Irish song starts playing on the radio. This is a theme that whenever she wakes up in the middle of the night in like wakes into a dream. Or starts sleepwalking, there's the same like sad Irish song on the radio. Did you have the name of that?
1: Well, the, one of the lyrics is like Calvary talks about a Calvary cross, right? Um, and it's you, we get in it we get a suggestion earlier, early in the film, that maybe this song had played like at their wedding reception, like maybe it was kind of like their song, one of their songs, right. right? Right. And at the various points that she wakes up in the middle of the night, you know haunted you know that 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 the stereo will automatically turn on and it will be it will be the song
0: right uh which is a really cool like thematic way to kind of tie all of this together because it's supposed to signal owen being there it's supposed to signal like her connection with him or something or we we think that um she starts sort of stumbling around the house the boat isn't at the dock she says at one point i miss you please come back and then because she's crying in the um in the bathroom upstairs and the word here is written in the fog in the mirror and uh she wipes it there's footprints with water on the floor um there's nothing above it and she goes in and this is such a cool thing that they do a cool special effect so we can assume that there's a presence there we assume that it's owen she reaches out and touches it and like wraps her hand around the back of his head and puts her arm hand other hand on his back and she can like feel the pressure and you can see the pressure of where his fingers would be running into her skin. It's, it's so cool.
1: It's like her skin is you never see him, Mm
0: -hmm. but you
1: see this ripple effect on her skin. Right.
0: Um, but she says Owen and in the same voice that we've kind of heard a couple of times, he says, no, I'm not Owen. And then she turns around and sees Madeline or one of these brunette girls in the mirror on the other side and Owen strangling her in the mirror. Uh, Beth tries to run away and something reaches out from the mirror and pulls her back into the mirror and like it's broken around her head. Um, like, as she starts running through her house, she sees Owen killing a woman in every single room or like attacking a woman in every single room. So everywhere she turns, she sees him killing and uh, attacking women Um, until we get to the living room and then there's sweet Christmas Owen with her own head like she's behind the couch where Owen is sitting on the couch with her laying in his lap. This is like, (laughs) if if this hadn't all been done so incredibly well, this is where it would start to sort of go off the rails. And I think that they did this so well that you believe that she is both looking at Owen and also there with him.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, and then she eventually finds herself. I can't remember exactly how we get from that scene to where she ends up, but she, she ends up in the very same rowboat that Owen had taken out on the lake when he, when he killed himself and she, and she sees him in the boat as well. You know, we've got, I think mm-hmm. we've got that, that red filter again. Yep. And we see him as he, as he apparently was
0: when he made
1: this decision <clears throat> to kill himself. You know, he had taken his clothes off and folded them up neatly. And
0: um, There's plastic in the boat, in the bottom of the boat. Yep,
1: yeah, there's plastic in the boat. And um, I lost my train of thought, but she's...
0: We basically find out that he, the thing... That she has been talking to all along is nothing or death.
1: Right. You know, nothing like with a capital N. that, yeah. that The nothing is actually something. Right, right, right.
0: Just like in the never ending story. Ha ha
1: ha 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 We did do this in the, in the, in the first take of this episode. So you guys, (laughs) we recreated it, Falcor, (laughs) Bastion. (laughs) So I guess what we, the closest we, we come to the truth of this, this other life of, of Owens is that. He the the nothing that he wrote about in the suicide note was his discovery of of this force
0: <laughs> uh,
1: of of death essentially, and that it is after his wife, and that he has, um, you know whether you whether you think this house is real or not, this the second reverse floor plan house is real or not real that he's built it for the purposes of tricking death. Um, you know, presumably killing these other women who look like her, you know, to make death think like, okay, you can go away, she's dead. Um, and there's like, yeah, yeah. you know, there is some muddled, kind of muddled, muddled just narrative around that. But I mean, that's like the big twist. That's the big twist.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the big twist is that like, exactly what you said the the that owen has been tricking death by feeding it other women and that's where sort of the moral ambiguity of this comes in because we find out that owen was doing all of this to protect her yeah but then at the same time it of course it hurts her And it's also hurting, it's taken all of these other lives. And like from a um, story as, you know, uh, like metaphor for grief, I think it's really interesting in the like, the the people we love will always hurt us in some ways, whether they hurt us outright or they leave us and how we deal with that in the stories that we tell ourselves to deal with it, not necessarily even get over it ever, but just like uh, go on with our lives can be mazes and they can be convoluted and like trying I'm trying to think of. Like. At the end of the story, Claire pulls her out of the boat where she's sitting with a gun in her hand, and we know what she's going to do with this, right? We know what she's planning on doing at the end. Claire pulls her out of that boat and death is also saying there is nothing there's only me come back to me death is mad that she cheated it once before um and the
1: and doesn't she even say like you're safe now mm -hmm. you know and beth just kind of passively agrees like yeah uh (laughs) uh-huh right
0: like the I think that, you know, if this is grief as metaphor, like Claire is the, she is the deciding force here. Beth was not going to get out of that boat on her own. She had to have somebody come and help her. Um, And, you know, I think that... I guess what doesn't line up for me really is the like mazes and reverse floor plans and all of that it's a good plot but as far as like fitting into the metaphor i don't know other than like to to cheat death you have to just you know keep going even if you're lost
1: yeah and the idea that like you know how how many how many women did he have to kill before death was on to the fact? I mean, I think what we talked about the last time was like, okay, if you ki- once you kill the second woman, well, death should be on to you because it's like, well, wait a minute, Th- that you. I thought we were done here, and now you killed this. I mean, how many women shouldn't he, shouldn't he have shouldn't he have only quote unquote had to kill, you know, uh one woman and attempt the second before death was like, ah, I'm on to you, buddy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Fool me once. Right.
1: Don't get fooled again. Fool me twice, don't get fooled again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't we didn't bring in a George Bushism on oh, the last Oh
0: goodness, ones. no.
1: Um yeah, I think
0: <sighs> gosh. There's so much about this that works out so well, that is so beautifully done that I don't even care that it doesn't fully line up or that I haven't figured it out yet because I feel like, okay, this is one of those things where, you know, some of my favorite movies, films are those where you can watch it over and over and over again and find something new every time. And another piece of the puzzle starts to click into place. And I feel like that's the way that this is because it, it is, it feels so well-written to me. It feels very spare. There's nothing, nothing happens without reason.
1: Yeah. And I think that, you know, that I was reading the, um, the critical response, to the film, and it kind of touches touches on these things. I'm going to read a couple of, um, and and a lot of it really centers on just like the the praise for Rebecca Hall and how she's uh-huh. able to kind of even when the film gets kind of muddled in some of its plot points and how things resolve or are explained that you know it's like the power of her performance. Um, yeah, yeah. That really brings it through so i'm just going to read a few quotes it talks about uh one reviewer the sheer intelligence and fortitude that emanate from hall lend her struggle a measure of weight for a while as she tries to wrestle the busy demons to the ground another it says um there are interesting twists on the standard haunting narrative here it does say but the writing is too the writing is too muddled to clarify them instead veering into chaotic mayhem as Beth faces down these forces but then another uh, another critic wrote whatever small contrivances or inconsistencies might dwell in the night house's story of a husband's secrets in the home they dwell in they melt away as soon as the camera cuts to the face of its star which I think is very yeah. very true and I think what this you know it it does um, this film does make you sort of ask like what what is a good what is a good horror film now like I mean there's not just one answer to that but when we've all seen so many of the things same, same things so many times what what are the things that a film can do to still you know uh, be notable and be right. and be a good film and I think part of it is just that, you know i found myself asking myself um you know like what i would do in these various situations what if i discovered this about the person that i loved and how would i react and you know it was it was just it was anchored in a lot of of realism that really made you just ask questions about like what your own you know how you how you would be in a situation like this. Right. You know
0: what I just realized. What's that? Is this is like the polar opposite of the Sandra Bullock Keanu Reeves uh, two thousand and six movie, The Lake House.
1: Oh, <laughs> I haven't seen that.
0: Uh, this is where this is a fantasy romance about a relationship that forms between an architect and the doctor who lived in his new lakeside house two years previously only able to communicate by passing letters into the house's mailbox the pair begin to fall for one another but will they ever be together yeah so basically like you know isolation within this lake house and in in the night house it's separation we are we are working towards the separation and we're getting the clues that are going to allow the protagonist to separate from her partner whereas the lake house they're like getting closer together oh they're falling in love time travel notes whatever anyways silly silly connection but I like after watching the movie I was like yeah the name of the movie is the lake house and like no that's a totally different movie
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we both yeah we both really liked this film um yeah. did we, you... we yeah prescription mm-hmm. do you, you have had, one yeah let's see <clears throat> i I think i think what i keep coming back to i don't know if it's a prescription but just um the 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 power of the the friendship um Mm -hmm. between beth and claire you know again just like a few scenes but it really stood out for me in the film and i think it's like you know maybe part of this part of the prescription is you know the different how the different people in your life you know, paying attention to the messages that, you're, that they're giving you, whether they're overt or, you know, not as obvious. I mean, I think, haven't we all had that experience where you're just in a normal conversation with a friend or your partner or whatever, and they say something and, you know, they're not calling attention to it. It's not like they're saying it in a particular tone of voice, but yeah. something about it stands out. And it, it, it makes you think that there's something more important here. And if you, know, if you tried to delve into it in that moment, it would never reveal itself. It's almost something that you just have to make a note of and, yep. then, and then think about, think about, and then maybe bring up later, you know?
0: Right, especially, well, and you know, I think, yes, paying attention and also something about Claire is that she seemed to listen. Yes. And yeah, there was a little bit of judging like, hey, should you really like push this far? Um but she was steadfast and I think that that's really yeah. I I I agree. The the Claire is the hero in this movie like Mel is great. Mel is fine. He probably told her too much and, you know, and then said, don't think about it. Um, but also, you know, Claire just really, uh, of course saved the day and, but not in a way that you feel like she is an outside, like, like a superhero, right? She's not, She's not over, She's not an angel, yeah, right? She, she's very realistic.
1: She's a very realistic character.
0: She has her doubts. She tells her friend to be careful, but also, you know, hey, you're a big girl. Go home and get your bag by yourself. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. and she smokes. <laughs> <laughs> so she smokes like, you know, a quarter of a cigarette in one scene. And then we're like, oh, okay, well, she's not perfect. maybe that's what that was like huh smoking and drinking
1: yeah
0: uh well this was lovely
1: this was lovely and i'm already thinking about i'm already i'm already thinking about the next film which uh uh you know provided that you know which could be based on a letter. But if it isn't, you know, (laughs) just continuing to enjoy having these conversations um, as the world, you know, continues to go crazy around us all. Yay.
0: So yeah, rely on your friends and be a good friend. Be a Claire. Claire. Doesn't Claire mean like light or brightness?
1: Oh, I don't know. Clarity, you
0: know? Yeah. Anyways. Thanks so much.
1: You, you too. Have a have a wonderful evening, uh, yeah. all of you. Final girls, final boys, and final non binary
0: Yeah, uh, send us your letters, yeah. dear final girl at gmail.com. and
1: on the DM on Twitter, yeah, or, final- just or just say hi. Just say hi. Yeah,
0: let us know you're out there.
1: We'll be posting soon and. Look forward to your comments. Yay. See ya. See ya. Hey, final girls, final boys, and final non-binaries. Tamara and I are honored to be your dear Abbies of horror. But that's all we are. People struggling just like you. We're not professionals. If you're in crisis, please reach out. We like to promote the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Phone number 1-800-273-8255. There's an online chat, and they're even on Twitter. Their profile is The Lifeline, and the handle is at 800-273-TALK. The Lifeline isn't just for life-threatening situations. It's free and confidential support for anyone who needs it at any time for any reason. Just know you're not alone. Tam and I wouldn't be doing this podcast if we hadn't been there, too. Take care.